What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 535th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello. I have purchased new clothing out of necessity, and I am here to state vanity sizing is the worst thing that's ever happened to buying clothing. I was going to ask if you went back to Fial Raven and got the that nice thing. Uh, no, I, it, I, the, the, it was the uh, jacket slash Cardigan. hoodie without a hood, which is my favorite yeah. type of hoodie, sweatshirty type thing. No, Isn't I didn't. a hoodie without a hood just a cardigan? Well, no. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. cardigans usually have buttons and they have a very specific collar. Mm. So you have zip-up jackets, you have zip-up cardigans, you have zip-up sweatshirts. Uh, they also call them hoodless, now hoodless hoodies, which is a new fashion terminology. We're getting away from the point that vanity sizing is terrible. I'm mad at it because I no longer can ah, order online true. and know if I'm getting my size. My size is currently in question depending on who I'm asking according to their size charts. But I will say, and you all saw this yesterday, that the Pokemon Center's size chart for jackets is fairly accurate because mm. the jacket did fit me Got and it. I look good in it. I believe that vanity sizing for men just like started in probably like 1998. Yeah. So we were like well on the belief that the actual waist size on a pair of pants was the actual waist size on a pair of pants. And then they pulled the rug out from us. Oh, yeah. I ordered a pair of 32s from Amazon and I'm like, what? How? These are like, I have a mile in these pants right now. This is not cool. Uh, Will is here. I love going to the dentist. I just wanted, because Greg talked about the dentist, I wanted to give my dental report. Uh, I still have never had a cavity in my life. I have every single one of my teeth, not a single tooth pulled out of my mouth. You never had your wisdom teeth out? Nope. Got all of them, even the little extra one that always everybody likes to point out that I have a little extra tooth in there. And uh, my dentist, uh, when I saw him last week, said... This is the best set of teeth I've seen all day. <laughs> he says that to You should put that in your LinkedIn fine. profile. Is That's best so are, are we, I think we're now going to the same dentist. Oh, I finally no. got I finally got coverage. I, do you go to to the uh, it's on Lindale? Yeah. Oh, then maybe we do go to the yeah, same dentist. Yeah, I think dentist. we do. What is happening right now? My yeah, dentist is all ladies. Really good. Wait, the rodeo uh, roller derby dentist? Yep, yep, yep Yeah. Yep. They also sponsor square dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of sponsoring, uh, <laughs> we have an episode. Uh, look, uh, there we, we recorded last week before there was Pokemon news. That Pokemon news happened. And then there was more Pokemon news. Uh, so we have a bunch of Pokemon news in regards to Scarlet and Violet. We're going to talk about that. And then there was a little bit of Pokemon Go news. And then... There's one other article that I can't think of. I I was doing really good at, <laughs> at, at keeping show notes up to date. And we, I missed the show notes this week because I, I was in San Diego for TwitchCon. And then I had to go to New York. And then I got back. It's It's been a long week. I'm very happy to not be traveling. <laughs> are, are you like done really... for the year? I uh, will. No, I, have I have one thing left. I have one more day trip. Uh, but Ugh. it's not, not business related. Just. Just a quick day trip and going up to Duluth, like Will Anderson. Oh, yeah, I do, I do kind of want to go to Duluth, but it's too cold now. No, it's not. What is too cold? Too I cold is like that's the concept. Too cold is 
uh, if I have to feel like I need to put my hands in my pockets because of the wind. Is that, that I feel like that's a good gauge. Like, if I can just no. walk outside and hold my phone and be comfortable, cool. For if I hundreds of years, <laughs> humanity has shared. Well, we're split, but the concept of a gauge that is numbers that says above this number is too warm, below oh, see, this see, number is too cold. Then I can say, for me. Anything below 25 degrees is probably too cold, not where my hands are at that moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some, well, sometimes like a, uh, you know, if like a 50 is, is warmer than like a 58 that's like really windy. Yeah, you know what that's called? <laughs> yeah, wind, wind chill. chill. Wind chill. Wind chill. That's why yes. we talk about wind chill here a lot. Yeah, I know. It's the whole Midwest thing of like, wow, it'd be really nice if it wasn't nice if it wasn't for the wind chill. <laughs> Look, I'm always cold, so we are not, I'll, I am not allowed to say that it, like, I nearly died on the pumpkin walk. So I would just say it was so cold. Thank heavens for hand warmers. Yeah, I, I would like to take my one wheel out, but I, I, I feel like it would be too cold. Do, don't take your one wheel to the pumpkin walk because you'll plow over a bunch of grandmas. Makes it seem like I want to go to the pumpkin walk. Okay, uh, we got uh, Scarlet and Violet news. We're going to start with that. We're going to start with the good stuff. I don't know. Complain about Niantic for like 20 minutes. I guess we'll we'll go in order here. Wait, where's my... Okay, here we go. <laughs> the press release that uh, the old Pokemon company sent my way. Uh, it says October 6th. Wow, that was 10 days ago. New game features and more Pokemon native to the Paldea region were announced today in the new trailer on the official Pokemon YouTube channel. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the newest additions of to the main series of the Pokemon video games, will launch November 18th exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. Meet... Uh, oh, hold on. I can say this. Far... Farigraph. Far I think I got there. Farigraph. I'll wait for the official pronunciation on the anime before I commit, because yeah, I'm not going to be caught up in your fervor of saying names. I think I'm saying it wrong. I just, the, the, the putting these letters together and coming out of my <laughs> mouth was the difficult part. I, I would pronounce that for rig giraffe. Like for, giraffe for rig, for rig giraffe. Rig, yeah. G, get a more j in there. With the J sound. Yes. yes. As a result of its evolution, the head of its main body and the head of its tail have become one. Both of Farigaraf's brains are connected through thick nerves, increasing its psychic energy, and it can emit psychic waves from the antenna on its head. Uh, Farigaraf is always mindful of its surroundings. I bet it's a Pokemon Go player. And it can detect danger in an instant. There are times where its body cannot rea react faster than its two brains can think. Uh, it has the ability Chud Chew, which I think is a cam uh, cud. A, a giraffe, giraffe thing. Cud, not cud. Chud. Not Chud. Cud. Cud. Oh, cud. What cud is a cud? Chew. What is a cud? Cud is what? Is that oh, like... Oh, my God. It's so, when... The hay? You, you go okay. for it, Greg. Yeah. So, you know how a cow has multiple stomachs? Sure. Uh, so that's a misconception. It has one stomach has that's one divided stomach into multiple sections. In segmented into multiple sections. Like people know it as a multi-stomach. Anyways, it eats the grass and whatever, and it goes into the first stomach. And then, while that gets worked on by enzymes, it will puke that back up to chew on the cud it made 
for its next stomach. And then it keeps doing that process until it's extracted all of the nutrients out. That's why cows are known as ruminants. Yes. Ruminants. This is why you'll sit them too... seeing out. Co- Cody has infected both of you. This is too much science for the show. I live in a farm state. You are you are the person that's like cows are at the zoo because they're so weird. And I had to go to a stupid farm my entire childhood because it's the one thing you do. You go see the locks, which they've shut down, and you go see somebody working on a farm and they tell you about cows every day of your life as a child. There's a lot of cows in Wisconsin. Oh, there's a lot of cows everywhere. Cud Chew is a new ability appearing for the first time. When a Pokemon with Cud Chew eats a berry, it will eat it one more time at the end of its next turn. Armor Tail is another new ability appearing for the first time. It makes the opposing Pokemon unable to use priority moves. That's pretty much literally the same. It's not a new ability. It's just Queensley Majesty. No, it's Queensley's Majesty, but in an in armor form. Hot, uh, quick hot take. I don't like how they do similar abilities and they just rename them like zekrom and reshiram's ability is just mold breaker yeah but it wouldn't make sense for Ferrigiraffe to have queen's majesty <laughs> yeah well. okay so just rename queen's majesty but then that kind of takes away from the specialness yeah you know? i understand i understand it's just like how many abilities do we have I I don't even know two thousand. Like if we if we have three hundred abilities, I think we have more than three hundred. If we have three hundred abilities, I feel like a hundred of them are overlapping in some way, and they're just differently named. Then they showed off picnics. Players can have a picnic almost anywhere while exploring uh, the region's vast wilderness, along with being able to change the design of the tablecloth, cups, water Ooh. bottles and other picnic items to create an arrangement for their liking. When Pokemon eat sandwiches, not only will there be their HP be restored, but the meal may impart some effects that will come handy on adventures. All kinds of sandwiches can be made on a picnic. Before beginning, players can choose what fillings and condiments they would use, as well as uh, a sandwich pick that will hold it all together. Uh, once ready, players will need to rearrange or need to arrange the ingredients on the bread, stacking them carefully. If not balanced properly, it might accidentally cause the ingredients to topple over and or fall off the bread entirely. Players can also enjoy picnics with friends while playing together through the union circle. Uh, they will they just need to simply approach the player's picnic while playing together for their friends to join. So obviously, this is the Poffins, curry, pokey block gimmick of the game. Well, they they have it's like it's it's what it's like the camping as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It kind of goes in with the camping. Uh, they don't talk about it in the press release, but I'm pretty sure it's in the, the video website. that you get eggs. You can get eggs. Yeah. Well, let's get through the press release and then we'll go back for the details here. Take care of Pokemon by washing them. In these titles, when a Pokemon walks alongside a player or battles, it can get grimy and dirty. By washing Pokemon at a picnic, not only do they get clean, but their HP will be restored and their bond with their trainer will become stronger. And then finally, introducing the TM machine, a handy device that can make TMs. A technical machine, or a TM for short, is a tool that allows Pokemon to learn new moves. 
In these titles, there is a piece of equipment installed at every Pokemon Center called the TM Machine, which allows trainers to make their own TMs. TMs can be made using League Points, LP for short, and materials dropped by wild Pokemon after a battle. LPs can be obtained as the player advances the story or by trading materials from a Pokemon. The section of TMs available to make grow as a player continues their adventure. A single TM can only be used once, but with enough LP and right materials from a Pokemon, players can make as many as they'd like. Uh, okay, so that that was the first trailer. It was 14 minutes long, which very long for uh, really only showing one new Pokemon, <laughs> saying that TMs are not unlimited, showing picnics, and then what was the last thing? Oh, they brought Washing back your the Pokemon. Thing. They brought back the thing from X and Y where you wash your Pokemon. But the, the okay, so let's talk about the washing of the Pokemon because I think that's like the least interesting thing here. It yeah. was it was in X and Y. It was in Sun and Moon. It was in Ultra Sun and Moon. It was not in Sword and Shield. I guess you could say it was in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Because you could, you could brush them. Yeah. You didn't wash them, but it was just wash the, like the motion of like brushing. It, it, it's what, just like the way to increase friendship, just like yeah, throwing a giant ball of Leon. Yeah. And then like your, uh, your stone turner chases it and then that heart goes up. Yeah. This is it. This not is it. particularly interesting. I mean, it's fine, right? Like, we know it has to be in there every game now because that's, like, the focus for some evolution. Except for Sword and Shield, it was just gone. <laughs> well, I mean, there has to be a friendship mechanic. Yeah. A playing mechanic, and this is their playing mechanic, which is washing them. I think I would care about it more if it did something. Like, they're like, oh, it heals your Pokemon. But then also, like, you have to do it in a picnic, and the picnic also, they're saying, heals your Pokemon. But isn't it making the sandwich heals your Pokemon, not the picnic itself? Yeah, that's true. The sandwich. Why? Why, make, why are you setting up? A, why are you setting up a picnic if you're not making a sandwich? Why because I you have want time to, to yeah to do all the sandwich making. I'm stuff. not hungry yet. We just had lunch. <laughs> Look, but I want to rest un- and view. If you're unpack the table, put the tablecloth down. You know, decorate it. You might as well make a sandwich at that point. But what if you're not hungry? That's just a waste of food and resources. So, you know, what if your Pokemon are hungry, though? It's not about you, Greg. It's about your Ferrefarig. My my Pokemon are hungry when I say they're hungry and not a second more. <laughs> Have you like... ever tried to feed dogs? If you don't control that inflow, they're just going to eat everything and then they're going to puke it up. Or it's so, like... no, I'm going to make sure that I know the feeding schedule of my Pokemon so they don't have to be like in the middle of battle being like, oh, I'm sorry, I overfed them. I'll just clean up this puke real quick. Or, or 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 it's the opposite where you're making curry and sword and shield and you're like, yo, keep on eating this curry. We need <laughs> keep a, eating it. We need we need to increase this happiness. Eat, eat, eat. They do have games that you can play at the picnic because they have a football slash soccer ball with do an EV. Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that in the trailer. Yeah, it's like the the washing thing is like here is a mechanic. It just doesn't seem useful in any I, I haven't found the picnic or any. I didn't like. I didn't find camping fun in the last one. I rarely did it, except if I had to create create friendship, and then I was like, "Okay, yeah." Okay. So it's just the uh, the the fulfillment of the prophecy of keeping that dog clean. That finally, correct. There you, finally. you can keep that dog clean. Your Fido can be washed. So picnics, same as like curry, same as poffins. Was there any of these mechanics in past? Well, black and white didn't have any of this, right? 
Black and White had just like the movies? Uh, well, you the did... play and the movies. Yeah. The musicals. The musicals. Did you guys like any of these past mechanics? I know some people did like Curry. Some people liked Poffins. Some people were like, ah, oh, bulky blocks were better. No. I didn't hate <laughs> Poffins. I liked polka blocks, but only if I was with people and we could do it correctly. Musicals never lived up to their promise, and the movies never lived up to their promise. I didn't like making curry either. Wait, didn't Black and White have the egg spinner? Uh, what? Yeah, that did. Every, everybody put it in yeah, an egg, and then you spun it around, and then you got a random egg? I don't think That's that would like be the, the same. That's like the equivalent as... of Pokeblocks. Yeah, because it's like when you're when you're doing multiplayer and like everybody like puts in an egg and then you don't know what you're gonna get. This this is yay. This, this is what I'll say. I know uh, what's what's always funny is uh, sometimes when I think about like features I'm like excited about. I'm gonna complain about the Tia machine, by the way. Just a heads up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, I don't like it. So I'm gonna complain about in. the Tia machine. But sometimes when we get reviews, we always get like a, like a, somebody will give us a one star review or two star review, and they'll be like. The show was so negative. And then I like think back and I'm like, okay, well, what were we negative about the last episode? And I was like, oh, well, Niantic did something dumb. I feel like yeah. that was valid to be negative. That was a valid negative. And then I'm like, oh, I, I th- I'm going to, I'm going to sit this episode, say that I like picnics. And then I guess maybe that's not valid at all. Like, oh, Steve likes, <laughs> Steve likes the picnics, but he hates the TM. Like, yeah, I did enjoy curries. Uh, and I, the reason I liked it, is because I it was there it was a dex, and there was like an end goal to it, right? And and I as as funny as it was, like oh, 151 curries. I I like when the I like when video games give me a reward for doing something. So golden cur- ladles to make more curry. Yeah. So the golden ladle thing, I liked playing curries with other people but that was almost impossible right like like you could stand somewhere in the wild area and then have somebody else like go in and out of like the gate to then hopefully be in your game session so you were kind of stuck doing it by yourself to complete your curry decks there was a land party yeah a land party there were different levels like you could try to charizard class everything or copperage class everything that didn't actually matter if you wanted to complete your curry decks you just needed 151 and i did think it was kind of clever that there was like two or three curries that you needed to like trade for because one game had like bob's beans and the other games had like fred's hot dogs and you had to like trade those in order to complete it although the actual mechanic wasn't super great and it was there was there was a frustrating part where some berries were better than other berries but like there was no real way to indicate that and like Serebi didn't report or say that and the the player's guy uh, was like yeah way to go joe and it, it it wasn't literally until like six months ago like a data miner was like here's how actual curry hunting works and it was like geez this is so complicated <laughs> and literally nowhere does it say that so i think i i do think that curry hunting was the best of all of these games um but my issues i just said it seems like picnics fix that it seems like it'll be really easy to do that with other people i would really hope that you know, there is a picnic decks where uh, you get something when you complete it. I hope that there's like something to complete because at a certain point, I'm pro- you're probably just doing picnics to increase your friendship. But then they did the other thing, which is they said they casually dropped this. They were like, oh, if you do a picnic, you might get an egg. Mm. 
and there were some people I saw that were like, oh, does that mean there's no breeding? I don't think that's true. I just think that they're, they, they were like, hey, if people are doing this over and over, we need to reward them for their time in some way. Because another thing that I did really, really like about curry hunting is you could attract Pokemon through curry. And it's funny because I, I made a TikTok about that. And people were like, I had no clue this feature existed. And because the game doesn't tell you, you can do that. And also, it doesn't work in the wild area. So if you're only camping in the wild area, it's never going to work. So the game doesn't tell you that. The game doesn't tell you that the better way to attract curry Pokemon is to have max friendship in there. There were so many rumors or speculation of how that worked of like, oh, you need a Pokemon that has like a uh, a sociable ribbon on it. Or you need to only have five Pokemon in your party, not six. Or you need to... Like, none of that was true. (laughs) But I think that's what it is, right? I think that instead of a Pokemon being attracted to your party because you made curry, I think they're saying, you make a good sandwich, you'll randomly find the egg. And my suspicion is that egg will probably be a different Terra type. And that's how they, that's how they, like, encourage you to do this mechanic to search. How do you know what egg you're getting? I I would guess it would be the same like curry hunting. So if you curry hunted in Glimwood Tangle, you'd get like Ponyta, Impidimp, uh, whatever, mm. Indeedy. So if you curry hunt by, I don't, what, like a, 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 not a spoink. What is that pig called? Lechonk! Uh, How yeah, dare you? If, if you? if you curry hunt near a Lechonk, I would assume that you would probably be more likely to get a Lechonk egg. And that Lechonk would be like grass instead of fire or whatever. Yeah, the picnic We're fairies just guessing, are sneaky. Right? I, 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 that's a huge guess for sure. Not but like, I don't. We're just guessing. I don't think the eggs mean that there's no breeding in this game. Yeah, no, there it's just a be way to get eggs. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people freaking out. Like, this is the breeding mechanic, and oh, and I'm like, we don't know that. But also, I hope it's not as obtuse as curry hunting. Was like, I hope it if it if this is the breeding mechanic, like, and there isn't a daycare somewhere, which would be wild to me. But if it isn't, that it had better be spelled out plainly what you need to do. I would find it so hard to believe that they would go from a game that had two daycares <laughs> that you could mass produce <laughs> eggs to a game with no daycares and no way to mass produce eggs. Look, we they. We never know what they're going to do. Snubble wasn't in the English reason, so let's let's just admit everything. Soul Rock and Lunatone were not in Sun and Moon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... That, that, but that's like a different problem with Pokemon, where they have all of these NPCs, and none of them tell you anything valuable. Like, do you remember in Sun and Moon when, when you went to... Uh, it was like the second island, and there was a laboratory where Sycamore's wife lives. I can't remember her name. Sycamore's wife? Not Sycamore, what? sorry. Uh, Kikui's wife. Kikui's wife. Kikui's wife. Sorry, very, a lot of hot men in my head. Yeah, there are. So you, you, go, you go up that laboratory, and there's like a, a, a Team Skull grunt. And he, he says, I heard that shiny Pokemon are rare. And he's like, there's, I think he says like, there's like a one in four thousand eight hundred and six 
like he says he he tells you what mm-hmm. the shiny odds he gives you are. A number yeah and he's just a random dude in a hallway and what i i still it's dumbfounds me in pokemon games that you you have so many npcs that just say literally nothing <laughs> like why in sword and shield is there not an npc that's like hey I heard if your Pokemon party is incredibly happy and you curry hunt in this forest, you could attract a Pokemon. Like, literally no one's... Maybe, actually, maybe somebody does. But I, I have talked to every person. I have 2,000 plus hours in Sword and Shield. I have definitely talked to every person. And no one has said anything of value in that game. <laughs> uh, there have been some valuable conversations in that game. There is a person that tells you what the weather is. Yeah, that's true, but I I I I I don't get it. I just don't get why why I, I, there's so many that, complicated mechanics in Pokemon, but but you have to either rely on some dude on Twitter to data mine it. You have to rely that Joe from Serebii cares enough to update his website with that information, uh, or you have to hope that like a streamer or a YouTuber tells you that information. Like why? Uh, well, I, it's like the whole like Elden Ring thing. Like I'm playing Elden Ring, and I'm like, I get there's the you do it on your own, no hand holding, that kind of stuff. But how am I supposed to know that I need to do this without going to a website and looking it up? Is that is that it's what they want me to do? The thrill of discovery. How yep. am I supposed to know that I need like a one HP mask, and I'm supposed to walk under a giant brick thing, and then there should be a sandstorm, and then it evolves? supposed to figure this out how do we know how things work in real life watching youtube apparently now somebody didn't tell you and they did the trial and error to figure it out that's how the real world works no i mean i do agree that pokemon has this philosophy of some things just should always be hidden and it's fun to figure (laughs) them out Anyone had uh, fun involving Yamask? Not a <laughs> single person out there was like, this I don't think I've actually, I don't think I actually ever evolved a Yamask, to be honest. I don't think I, don't I did think either. I, did I think that. I did a raid for uh, Rune Regus. I think I did a raid for it. It was like, I don't care. I'm just going to get the final form. I evolved a Rune Regus. Why? Did you have fun doing it? Did, do you enjoy it? Is it? I can tell by your voice. I mean, I, <laughs> and I, your posture that I you had the it. best time. I got it done and it was over. <laughs> and I moved on with my life. I don't, I don't. It's like, didn't they also sort of basically not say how to evolve Inke when Inke first came out? You're like, what do I do? I think they and, said I on Twitter also, how to. I think they were like, oh, yeah, fun I thing, hold it upside down. And wasn't the other, what's the other one? Is it Pancham that has to have a dark type? Yes, it has to have a dark like, type in your party whispering they, to they it. They love keeping these se- things a secret because it's supposedly finding the mystery of how Pokemon works. Would really, when you're not a kid, and you don't care, and you're like, I want to complete my desk, and you're old. It's just annoying. Just tell me. Well, okay, there was like there was like an article that came out yes, uh, like last week, or maybe it was like a huge tweet thread. I don't actually remember it, but it comes it comes up every like once a year where where uh somebody who was it Masuda from Game Freak, uh they were like the 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 Arceus flute was way too complicated for players, so that's why we didn't include it. You, then they they prior to that they did like the Reggie thing where like they expected their players to like learn Braille and understand like you need to like <laughs> dig underwater in front of this cave to get to like the Reggies. 
it's okay to have harder or more complicated mechanics in your game. But why in nowhere in your game does it try to like lead you that way or to give you hints or like you're like, well, the Reggie stuff was too hard. Our players were too dumb to figure it out. And it's like you created the mechanic. If you think it's too hard, then have an (laughs) NPC standing somewhere being like, here's the hint. No, you're supposed to call the Nintendo helpline and pay $5 for a tip. They are lonely and they need people to call. And then it's like, and then people complain that they dumb down mechanics, but then they, then they make something like Rune Regis. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what is happening over at Game Freak where they're like, this is too hard. This is too easy. For, this is- in this game, a Pokemon that only evolves by using a specific soap while washing them. Oh, you know, you might be out of <laughs> I'm calling it now. <laughs> You yeah. must use a very specific soap, a terrestrialized soap, and you have to learn how to make the soap. In in the Crown Tundra, there is uh there's a raid den that doesn't do anything, and there's like five rocks around the raid den. And you need to have uh Regice, uh Reggie Rock, Reggie Steel, Reggie Drago, Reggie Eliki, all in your party. And then you go to that raid den, and then it lights up and Reggie Gigas appears. Number one, I'm sure half the people listening to that was like, oh, you can catch Reg- Reggie Gigas in the Crown Tundra? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like the raid den above the graveyard with five little rocks around it. There's a raid den above the graveyard? Yeah, like there's a hill above the graveyard, and when you walk up that, there's a raid den that never lights up, and there's five rocks around it. I have and no again, idea where that is. There's, there's like what, seven NPCs in the Crown Tundra and, like, six of them live in that little town? Yeah, and they're talking about sweaters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're talking about sweaters. Uh, no, no one oh. no one is like, hey... Okay, okay. I, I have a question for you, sir. Yeah. If somebody stopped by your house right uh-huh. now... What real world wisdom would you impart if you were you'd be like, look at my look at my hoodie and my cute pants? That's hey, let's this take is, a ride on my real world wheel. wisdom. You are I would just impart. as useless as every NPC. <laughs> you have no profession. This, you, you would be that person. You'd be like, why is this house open? You're like, hey, do you wanna wanna see a podcast? This is, look at my this TikTok. Is, this is the this is the advice I would give. This this is my NPC dialogue. See that train track over there? Don't stop your car on it. <laughs> yeah, but people would be like, yeah, of course you don't, because there's a train coming. Thanks. This is worthless dialogue. <laughs> I was, all those NPCs are talking about sweaters. Why one of them says like, hey, isn't that raid done with the five rocks around it weird? I wonder if that has to do with the temples. There, I wrote the dialogue for you. There it is. But just copy and paste this text. You can now have voice acting in your game. You free use of what I just said. Apply it to no, the NPC. That was bad. Do it again. Retake. <laughs> Will, what's your NPC advice? You you talk about knitting, right? Oh, mm, yeah. But what's like relevant to my area of <laughs> of the the region? My house is between two lakes. I don't know. <laughs> You're really Everybody's house is between now. two lakes here. <laughs> Everything's between it's, two lakes. Not... That narrows it down to nowhere. It even includes Wisconsin at that point. Mm. 
I have no, I, I, I would just be like, the technology is amazing. Look things up on the internet. <laughs> you can hey. find all kinds of information on the internet these days. When I was a kid, we just made stuff up because we didn't have the internet. Do we do we like Farafarig? No. What? <laughs> I, I don't mind Farafarig. Did we like Giraffarig? No. Okay. All right. I it didn't start at a place that I enjoyed it. Like, wait, did you make giraffe- me say Farafarig? How dare you? I, look, I I don't know. I'm saying it the best. Farigiraf. Farigiraf. Oh, did I say Giraffarig? Sorry, Farigiraf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was never huge on. Giraffarig. It was fine. It was mostly forgettable to me. The only thing I know is like the Chinese got a blue tongue, like in reality. This time when I first saw it, blue nose. I literally thought, who stuck a space helmet on that poor giraffe? <laughs> why are you doing this? Because I'm like, we're going into space. And then I'm like, oh, why does it? I don't like Why does it have teeth? I why like does Brock it? have a rocket ship? That's that. Why that does you Brock said. have a rocket ship? <laughs> what? What is going? Why are we on going in into the space? Pokemon world? Here's the. I will say this. I don't like its official artwork, but people's drawings of it on Twitter, I do like. It's probably gonna be but one of those things where, fan. when you see it in a game, it seems more personable and and. But I watched it in the trailer, and I'm like, <laughs> no, this is weird. I don't like it. It looks like a giraffe. Uh, the the complaint I saw about it wasn't its design. Uh, it was people that were bummed out, respectfully so, I think, from its typing. It, it keeps the psychic normal typing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the the consensus was people wanted it to be like psychic dark, which isn't that like Malamar? I think is psychic dark. Yes. Yeah. You know what bums me out? You know what really grinds my gear? What what bums you out? We get. Of all of all the Gen Two single ones, we uh, have yet to see Dunsparce Love. Is there a, is there a list of Gen Two Pokemon that have not been touched at this point? Quillfish got some treatment. Quillfish got love. Uh, gira- obviously Girafferig. I like the design. I think it's I think it's great. Um, yeah. I think its name is super clever too. For those that don't know, Girafferig's name is a palindrome, which means it's like this the same forward same that forward is backwards. backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Farigraphs is is also a palindrome. It's the same forward as it is backwards. Um, the only one that I think is left that's a single form Gen 2 is Sudowoodo. Well, but Sudowoodo got, got Bonsly. Bonsly. So that, like, I was talking about Evolution Pass, but it's got an Evolution Pre. Uh, Heracross got a Mega. Uh, Yan- Yanma got Mega Yanma. What? Yan Mega. Yan Mega. That's a good what? Whatever. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember a Mega Yon. Mur- Murkrow got Honchkrow. Yeah. Mistrevious got Miss Magius. Wobbuffet got Why Not. Is it literally just Dunsparce now? Yeah. It is literally just Dunsparce at this point. And it's offensive. Well, Shuckle. Shuckle get anything? Oh, Shuckle didn't get anything. All right. There are two. Well, Shuckle doesn't. Shuckle's bad. So Shuckle doesn't count. I like Shuckle. Um, so I'm Shuckle and Dunsparce. Mantine got it. Skarmory? Did Skarmory? Skarmory did not get anything. I mean, Skarmory got Corviknight. Just, you know, they're not related, but yeah. Corviknight is the better Skarmory. Stantler got Weirdeer. Smeargle doesn't have anything. I don't think Smeargle deserves anything. <laughs> what? Rude! Smeargle has its own exclusive move. The only other person, the Pokemon that can learn Sketch, I think, is Mew. Now, that doesn't count. Until the new one. Mew's mythical. The new one's gonna get it. I don't, I don't think graffiti uh, artist. Mm, I don't... Sketch is too problematic. I, <laughs> Smeargle is a problematic <laughs> child. 
Uh, yeah, I, I think Smeargle is good enough where it doesn't like need something to like make it relevant. It needs again. an evolution where it can learn paint, three D paint, three D modeling, where it makes hol- it makes a substitute that looks like itself. Crazy to me that they showed the fourteen minute trailer and they were like, "Here's one Pokemon," but uh, whatever. Uh but was it? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There we could... were secrets. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 true. Uh that that. <laughs> There, you know, this company's very bad at copying and pasting because in the Japanese trailer they didn't have that stuff on the mini map. In the English trailer, they did have that stuff on the mini map. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, we need to complain now. So now this is the part okay. of the podcast where you're like, oh, all they do is complain. All right, uh, fast forward. The TM the TM machine, machine. bad. It is the T. The, the, so the TM stands for technical machine, but it is called the TM machine. So it's the technical machine machine. Machine Just like people say the ATM machine. Now, come on. This has been a problem since the 80s. Just like people say chai tea, which is how chai is referred to in America. It is allowed. I watched a whole TikTok about what that means and why it's an appropriate use of language. So people are like, you should say it twice. Go to TikTok. Find the linguist that talks about why that's a valid part of speech. And also, wait, also, you can't complain unless you can tell me what the AT in ATM stands for, which I can guarantee 90% of you have no idea. Did I ever tell you about the is it time automatic? problem I had? No. The, the, the T is time. No. No. It's not time machine? Correct. No. no. It is. Uh, okay. Steve doesn't know what it is. I'm too. You were born. You, <laughs> they weren't new. You were born when they were already here. Will and I had to be introduced to the automated or automatic teller machine. I said automatic. ATM. Yeah, you said automatic time machine, which is not a thing. Because in Wisconsin... (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing! Bubbler is also a terrible Wisconsin thing. But I had friends who came from Wisconsin, and the first ATMs were from the time bank. So the only ATMs that existed in Wisconsin were labeled time. So they came to Minnesota and one day in college turned to me and said, where's a time machine? To which I said, those things aren't real. That's science fiction. And they said, no, it's not. You get cash from it. I said, how do you get cash from a time machine? Its whole purpose is to travel through time. And they went, no, not that time time a bank i said i don't even know what that is because we don't have time banks here i said are you talking about an atm and they said what's that i said that's where you get cash from a machine because it's an automated teller machine this is the worst abbott and costello moment of my life it happened in real time and we're surprised that i survived it i'm not going to survive the tm machine it's awful i hate crafting yeah, so I, I think I think the actual takeaway from the TM machine, I almost said time machine, uh, is that you can walk up to any of these machines, they're in Pokemon centers, you can make TMs pretty much stating that TMs are not unlimited. You, no, they're one single use, but you can make as many as you want. Yeah, which is the problem. In, in older Pokemon games... It. This is how I was as a player, and maybe not everyone was the same as a player. Let me let me give you my gaming experience first. I'm going to start with a non-Pokemon example. I played through all of The Last of Us, and in The Last of Us, it is a game where uh they make it the some of the difficulty. I wouldn't say all of the difficulty is like 
your resources and because you can craft. I went through The Last of Us saving a lot of the best weapons because I was scared to use them in case there was a harder zone or battle, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to waste my shotgun on these characters because uh, what if later on I'm going to need that shotgun? And then because there was there was ammo that was plentiful, like for your handgun, and then there was ammo that was more rare. I'm just going to use shotgun for an example. Um, and obviously some guns were better than other guns. And so I was like, okay, great. I have, I have like a flamethrower. I have, I have all these really powerful weapons that I'm saving till the end of the game where ideally it will get harder. And then I, all of a sudden the game, the game was over. I, I, I was like, oh, I thought there was going to be more. I didn't know that this was like the final encounters and I, I'm done and I never actually use like these three weapons. Now, now that is, that is my fault. But I was, I was scared to use those, those weapons because I, I didn't know what was coming. And I was like, well, if it gets harder, I can switch to those weapons. And I've actually had this conversation with other people. And there are people that match my play style pretty, um, uh, match my play style of like, I don't, you know, I, I didn't use these weapons because I wasn't sure when I was going to need them. And then it turns out, the game is over and I didn't end up using them. And I felt the same way in, in early Pokemon games where I only have one earthquake. I, I don't know who to teach that to. And what if I teach it to this Pokemon, but that's not the right thing. And now I don't have an earthquake anymore. And that's like super unfortunate. And then again, and even, even when I go back and I play and I nuzlocke like a, like a, a Pokemon Platinum, it's like I, this is my only this is my only horn drill. That's that's a bad example. This is my only horn drill. And I don't know if I want to teach <laughs> it to this Pokemon because like what if, what if what if they what if they die and then uh, and then all of a sudden like I I don't have that Pokemon and I also don't have horn drill. And then now the game is is even more hard because I I used my one good Ice Beam is probably a better example. Although I think you can buy Ice Beam. I think you can buy Ice Beam and there are some TMs that you could just buy in a store. Um but there are some TMs you can't and then black and white fixed that all. Black and white was like, you want ice beam? Cool. As many as you want. And it doesn't, it doesn't all of a sudden make the game easier, which is the counter argument to that. Because somebody's going to be like, well, you know, it made the game harder because you had to strategize who you were going to teach the ice beam to. And like... If if you if you think Ice Beam's an overpowered move and you think it makes the game easier, then just don't teach your Pokemon Ice Beam. You have complete control of that situation. Like, if you got Thunderbolt from Lieutenant Surge back in back in uh red and blue, you could do one of two things. You could either wait for Pikachu to get to level 54 and teach it Thunderbolt, or you could teach a Thunderbolt and not wait, or you could save your Thunderbolt for something else, but you only still had one Thunderbolt. Like... Thunderbolt, I believe is. Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. And since black and white, they kept unlimited TMs every game afterward. Unlimited. 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 And it was fantastic. And then Sword and Shield came around, and they were like, we still have unlimited TMs, but also, we have these TRs, 
And TRs, I, I three years ago, I complained about TRs. I was like, why are certain moves not unlimited? Why do we have to... You didn't have to, like, grind for them, per se. Um, you didn't have... Uh, sorry. You didn't have to craft them. You had to either do a certain raid to get it to drop, or you had to have enough watts, and you would talk to the guy. And the only reason I wasn't completely negative on TRs is because it replaced... Like the battle tree, where you had to like talk to somebody, pay like 200 battle points to get like waterfall mm. or whatever. Um, and it was like, ah, I guess this is better than the battle tree because at least you're holding on to the TR and you could trade TRs versus like I would, Greg would have to trade me as Pokemon. I would have to go to the battle tree, teach it the move, and then trade it back for, for Greg to get that. I was like, this is like slightly better. So I guess it gets a pass. And then a, a fantastic game. Everyone loves this. 10 out of 10. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl came out. And they were like, this was, that was sarcasm, by the way. They were like, unlimited TMs? Who is she? Never heard of her. No, I don't know her. Uh, you, you want TMs? Uh, it was a faithful remake. <laughs> True. You're not wrong. It was faithful. And it was actually one of the compl- like one of the downfalls to that game. That game would be slightly better if they just if TMs were just unlimited. <laughs> slightly, 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 very slightly. And now they're throwing it all out the window. Okay, and then another game came out, Arceus, where where they were like, you could just talk to this person and teach them moves. And if you want to teach money, and if you wanted to teach them more moves, you had to pay a one-time fee to unlock that move. But now you can teach them that move forever. Which I don't know if that's better per se, but it's definitely different. Like we we have one system that's like unlimited, not unlimited, and one is significantly better than the other. At least Legends was this weird gray area where it was like it was unlimited once you paid for it. Did you say League of Legends? Did I mishear that? No. Pokemon Legends. Arceus. Oh, Arceus Legends. So Arceus unlimited, Legends. not unlimited. One is significantly better. And then Legends was, it's unlimited once you pay for it. And I think that was like, ah, okay, I guess. I mean, there's not really battles in this game, so it's not that big of a deal. This game is like, nothing is unlimited. Sorry. If you want Dundabolt. I'm assuming you have to, like, knock out, like, a bunch of Pikachu for Pikachu to drop, like, the Pikachu liver. And then I'm like, I need seven Pikachu livers here. You gotta carve the Pikachu. I need, like, I'm in. I need, like, seven Pikachu livers to get, like, two Thunderbolts. Yeah. That doesn't sound great. (laughs) Like, why does every game have crafting? Why do I need to craft something that was just unlimited for how, how long has been Black and White been out? Like, 12 years uh 11 years am i am i wrong am i just like like i cannot imagine going to this is a this is a very specific case but i cannot imagine going to like a a salt lake city regionals and being like oh you know what i actually want volt switch instead of thunderbolt let me go to the the tm machine and get volt switch here Oh, I need like, I need like five belly bolt hearts. Uh, I guess uh, let me let, like let me go find some belly bolts real quick and like knock them out. Or like, oh. so, so you didn't plan ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
you did a bunch of tournaments. You know the you know the morning of you're changing out two cards That's, in your deck. That is the <laughs> worst strategy in the world. I also have to say that if you are on a hunt with me and you choose to cap instead of kill, I will report you. I will <laughs> what, ban you camping? and I will report you. Don't you Ca- need capture. A, ca- don't you need a capture to have friends? Isn't that the point of the game? No, you have the option to either capture or kill, and I always kill. Oh, we're talking Monster Hunter. I don't... Okay, so I find I find a couple of things about this press release problematic. One, a crafting system. I don't like crafting system in these games. I, it had better not come with an inventory issue problem, because if that bag is not unlimited and I can't carry 17 fart blossoms then we're going to have an issue for me to make whatever move it makes two oh the selection of tms available to make grows as players continue their adventure which plot line (laughs) what part of the adventure do i grow do i grow to get more tms which part i'm i i I what has to grow i am assuming it is clearly gym leaders Every gym leader, some, some be, NPC like, will tell you it has to be gym leaders, right? Which means again, the only important plot line to to progress into the game, which is probably also going to be the only important li- plot line to raise the level of wild Pokemon, is the gym challenge. Yeah, I I think so too. That's it's annoying. It's dumb, and I hate that they tie things. I also hate that the fact that it's a crafting mechanic. I don't they. Crafting is pointless. Either it is an unnecessary amount of stress early on in the game, or later in the game, which has happened in Arceus, you are overflowing with stuff, and you're like, I don't even want to bother. I will just go buy it from the guy that sells it, because I had to throw away 17 things in my bag, and the first thing to go are the useless items that are literally everywhere. And I don't need them to make balls anymore, because the guy sells them, and I have money that is spent on nothing else. Yeah. The crafting idea is bad. It is always bad, and I've yet to see it implemented in a Pokemon game where I thought, well, this was fun. I don't know. What if you only have to craft it once, and then you just use LPs to purchase future Maybe. Iterations. Maybe, but where do LPs come from? Um, LPs can be obtained as the players advance the story or by trading materials from Pokemon. I have a love-hate relationship with crafting. I think that there are some instances... <laughs> I just have a hate. I think there, there are some instances that crafting is, is great. Um, obviously, there are, a lot of po- there are a lot of games out there where crafting is, is very popular, and those games are very popular. Um, I don't think every game needs crafting, but I, I also... F- like, I get the impression that this is like, well, we need to f- figure out some sort of loop for our players to do to keep playing the game. And we need we need a reason for players to attack or, or battle wild Pokemon and they're gonna battle them to drop items and then you're gonna use those items to cash in for TMs. But that loop kinda goes away when you think about like what what are you building teams for? Like if you're if you're if you're an average player and you're going through and you're you're beating the Elite Four and you're battling Team Star and um you're doing raids like that's that's not i don't think you're going to need like eight thunderbolts to do that unless you really like electric pokemon like like it seems like to me an average player who who maybe puts like 200 hours into a game probably only needs one and or two of every tm 
maybe maybe three or four if there's like a specific if they love ice beam or something uh, oh yeah i never use tms like it would be amazing for me to choose to put a tm on one of my pokemon but if you're a competitive player or a player that just likes to battle or 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 do ranked and you're you're constantly trying new teams and you're constantly changing te- like teams you're asking that player to do a bunch of busy work just so they can do the part of the game that they enjoy and i do think the tournament thing is is a pretty good and real example i was in a, 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 a again this is probably very uh specific to me but just quick story i was in a i was in a uh a youtuber tournament or whatever there was like 24 YouTubers, you're supposed to do eight different battles a week, uh, or sorry, eight battle, one battle a week, eight weeks. Every, every week you're supposed to have a different team. And, and to be quite frank and to be quite honest, every single YouTuber just used some sort of bot or PK hex to make their teams because they could make their teams in seconds to participate in a one off tournament match. And then they were never going to use that team again. To be, f- I understand why they did it. I didn't. I was uh, like, people were shocked because they would see me building the team on stream every week, and they were like, "Oh, you're actually making the teams?" And I was like, "Yeah, I built eight completely different teams, <laughs> six times eight, whatever that is, where I was changing abilities, I was changing moves, I was changing IV and EV spreads, I was changing nature, and the only reason I was able to do that." Was because I had two thousand hours in the game where I would where I would pick up feathers. I would uh, I would do so many raids that I would be just swimming in nuggets or pearls or whatever else I could sell. Um, I would try not to use vitamins and I would try just to EV train the old fashioned way because I was also like two birds one stone. We'll knock out rookies for speed EVs, but I'll also try to hunt for a shiny rookie. Like. Literally at the end of that eight weeks, I had nothing left. I had no more vitamins. I was, I had no more feathers. I, I had no, like, I ran out of nuggets and pearls to cash in. And the only reason I was able to do eight different teams in eight different weeks was because I put so many hours prior to that into this game to make that happen. And so to introduce a crafting system for a, set of items that should ultimately be a a lower barrier of entry for people who want to like the people who are going to change their tms are the people that are like they just want to get into battles and do that like they don't want to knock out wiglets for two hours and hope they have enough materials to get like earth i I don't know if wiggly gets earthquake but (laughs) like it's almost like we need to put we need crafting where are we gonna put it not here put it somewhere else (laughs) Why? Why? Why is it crafting for pokeballs? <laughs> I don't. 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 Don't start us there. I also feel like the crafting came because they wanted to have some extra thing for when you sent your Pokemon on its let's go yeah. journey. Go collect that it was stuff coming back with things that you wanted, and they're like, "Well, it has to come back with something other than experience." And what are we going to do with those things? Oh, let's have them make TMs. Like you'll be over here sniffing this flower. And your Pokemon's battling its heart out, gathering materials for you. It just feels, it feels like the idea for the mechanic came first, and then they just tried to wedge it in somehow 
Which is also why I don't particularly like I mean, it was either going to be TMs or sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Take your pick. <laughs> Take your pick, I guess. I, I don't know. I just, it, the fact that they flaunted this as like a brand new feature, it was like, this is like three steps backwards. Like, this is not a new feature. This is, we had this great thing that we're now applying busy work to. And you know, maybe when it comes out, it's not that bad. But if if, if somebody wants to like boot up the game and just play competitive Pokemon and may, and I I do know a lot of competitive Pokemon players that they they do play through the story because they want to see it out and then they're done. They don't want to shiny hunt, they don't want to make sandwiches, they don't want to complete the Pokédex. They do want to experience the story and then they want to battle their hearts out. And that's a very valid way to play. Look, if you don't care about battling, you don't care about stories, but you just want to make sandwiches for the rest of your life, also a valid way to play. If if you want to just complete the Pokédex of Shiny Hunt, valid way to play. But if 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 I want to just battle my heart out, why do I have to do like three hours of Wiglet battling in order to get everything I need to do? Maybe I don't know. It just it just seems <laughs> just seems very backwards. <laughs> we should take a break though, because uh, there's another trailer, and Greg can be negative because apparently he doesn't like that Pokemon, but I I think he's great. Ugh. <laughs> So we will. We We got a lot. We will be ready. I think he's great. We will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Inked Gaming. When it comes for shopping for top quality gaming gear, we choose who a company that shares passion for Pokemon and everything that goes around that. A company built by gamers for gamers. Inked Gaming. Inked has been a main supplier of essential gaming goods since 2011. That's a long time. Over the years, their collection has gr- has evolved. I don't know if that's a Pokemon pun or not, but I think it is. That is. Uh, and so has their ability to be one of the best at what they do, which is giving gamers what they want, the best price. They're a one-stop shop for quality gaming gear such as play mats, mouse pads, dice bags, sleeves, deck boxes, and more. They offer top quality gaming gear specifically crafted by gamers for gamers, and their products feature designs from talented artists and creators from around the world. With Inked Gaming sponsorship this week, our listeners have exclusive access to certain perks that will come in handy, specifically a 10% off discount that you can use towards your first purchase. So if you spot something you like or really need while looking through the collection, just go to inkgaming.com slash pkmncast and use code pkmncast and the discount will apply at checkout. It's nice to have a friend in the business. This podcast is brought to you by Backblaze. Backblaze makes backing up and accessing your data astonishingly easy. Let's say you need to back things up. Well, you get unlimited computer backup for both Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects. All of your data that you need backed up, they can handle it. And you can access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. They also have the restore by mail feature where you can have a flash key or hard drive with all your data shipped to you in case your internet's not working so good. Uh, And they also have a restore return refund program where if you buy a hard drive restore and then send it back within 30 days you'll get a full refund i've been using backblaze for a decade it's been great 
It's one of those things where, you know, you, you, it's like a cup of coffee a month gives you that peace of mind, gives you that, like, those wedding photos are are, are safe forever kind of, kind of thing. <laughs> forever. Or those pet photos or those uh, baby photos or whatever else you need to, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure you don't lose uh, your entire music collection when the music industry decides that they won't let you redownload something. You know, Backblaze has that backed up too. So you can get a 15-day no credit card required free trial at backblaze.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Uh, that's a 15-day, all the features, no limitations, no credit card required free trial. Backblaze.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Go there, play with it, start protecting yourself from the bad times. You can start today. And we are back. Uh, so there was another announcement. Well, this is a little confusing. There was there an announcement two. for an announcement. And that announcement made another announcement. And there, there, was, there was a lot happening there. I mean, there were three videos that you could watch is what that translates to. Yes. This is off the press release. The Pokemon Company International and Nintendo have revealed a shocking new trainer and Pokemon duo, gym leader Iono and partner Belly Bolt, found in the Paldera region of Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet video games. I'm going to say Iono. Because the I in Japanese makes the E sound. And she is a Japanese character. Like, she, she speaks Japanese in the English. Like, that, she's just a... I'm, that's just what she is, like, is right? Like, I mean, I mean she's, she's Paldean. Japanese. We don't, yeah. I mean, there's no Japan in the Pokemon world. So, yeah, she's but- <laughs> from another region that speaks Japanese, maybe? Yeah, I mean, like, Lieutenant Surge is American in Kanta. Right. B- uh, which I think they've backed off on. Yeah. Well, you know what's weird? It exist. I, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but when, when they showed Wiglet, they had, like, a whole website and, like, trailer for that that they never showed anywhere outside of Japan. It was just right. a, it was a website. Yeah, we you talked could go- about that. You could, it was a website you could go to, and it was a fake Zoom call, and there you the the zoom call was like a bunch of researchers looking at these new pokemon and they 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 find wiglet at the end of it right it's i think it's like 9 minutes long and the the five people in part of this fake zoom call one is an american speaking english one is somebody speaking spanish and then somebody speaking japanese and then i think somebody speaking german and it was only shown in japan even though it was a bunch of different languages, and even though it was subtitled in English, they were like, no, we're just, th- th- that's not coming to America in any way. <laughs> well, what you're saying right now is the same thing as those people who said, nobody, who's going to tell the Japanese? Right. <laughs> they knew we would they find knew. it. Yeah, but just put it on Pokemon.com. I'm like, look at this fake Zoom call. Um, and then this is like all in Japanese, and this was okay. Uh, again, English. What? What? Like, I'm not complaining that it was in Japanese. I, I, I thought everything about this was great. I like the concept of a content creator streamer personality coming on a a, a YouTube video to say that she's announcing something else. I think that was like really clever and really great. 
Because it's what you do. It's you. It's always how you like it. Because it's basically you. Yeah, yeah, maybe, I guess. But, like, I think what the the actual problem that a lot of people had with it was Nintendo slash the Pokemon company. Hey, there's an announcement at 6 a.m. Pacific time, 8 a.m. Central time. Set your clocks. And so they hyped up people. For an announcement that was that was the that uh, the bigger announcements coming in two days, right? Where like I don't, and they were also late. Yeah, they were. It also was late. not on the dot. Where, where like I don't understand why that needed to be done. Like they could have just dropped this trailer at like twelve o'clock in the afternoon with no hype up. People would have saw it, and then people would have the word of mouth would have right. then been like, okay, in two days there's something even bigger, right? Because I think they did it right when they did. Uh, Huzui and Zoro are killing that dude. That was good because you just watched a guy get wrecked and they're like, well, what killed that guy? And then two days later, like, oh, that killed that guy. Cool. Oh, for Legends Arceus. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is the same thing as those streamers who like post on all the social media and push out to Twitch like, I'm going live. And then you sit and they have a little purple screen that says starting soon for, for 15, 15 minutes. minutes. No, you it's ain't like the live. Movies. <laughs> no, no. No, the movies have the movies, previews. There's a preview. That's the preview. That's the movie. Uh, what? I'm not watching it. It's like watching. It was like watching the Menunos woman sit up there and just stare at you. Not giving me trivia. Just eating <laughs> M&Ms and staring at you for 15 <laughs> minutes. Like. I come from a theater background. You start the show, you maybe hold it 10 minutes if the weather is bad, but a house lights down, the show starts, we got to get out of there in the allotted time. These people are old and need to get home. <laughs> you're, putting, you're putting way too much credit on the audience for arriving on time. That's their problem. The show starts at 8 o'clock. The show starts at 8 o'clock. It's uh- an 8 o'clock curtain. If the actors had to be there and in places, everybody else needs to be there. It says, Iono is the gym leader of the Levencia, uh, I don't know, uh, one of the, the Paldea region's prominent cities, specializes in electric-type Pokemon. She's also known as the supercharged streamer, having gained popularity online as the host of a show called The Iono Zone. Um, and then she eventually, she does like this like quiz of like, oh, this Pokemon is squishy and this Pokemon is tall and this Pokemon's electric. And then you're supposed to be able, you're supposed to like guess it, but obviously it's a new Pokemon. So it'd be impossible to guess. It ends up being a Pokemon called Belly Bolt. Belly Bolt, Belly Bolt expands and contracts its elastic body to generate electricity in an organ that looks like a belly button. The huge amount of electricity generated this way when discharged from the two bumps on either side of its head resemble eyeballs. Its actual eyes are adorably round and small. Belly Bolt's ability, Electromorphosis, is appearing for the first time in Scarlet and Violet. When Belly Bolt becomes, tr- Belly Bolt will become charged when hit by an attack, boosting the power of the next electric type move it uses. Uh, it is known as the elect- the Ellie Frog Pokemon, electric type, ability electromorphosis and static. Yono and Belly Bolt appear uh, for the first time in these games. And that, that was pretty much the press release. There were there were three trailers. There was the first trailer, which was the announcement for the announcement. The second trailer was her revealing Belly Bolt. And then the third trailer was just like some in-game footage of Belly Bolt moving around. I will say it was pretty jarring going from like the first two trailers where she's speaking Japanese and she's like very excited to the third trailer where like 
she sends Belly Bolt out in battle and it's like completely like silent yeah. except for the music and the text. Yeah. So it was like very jarring. Um, yeah, no voice acting in this game. Nah. I feel like you made a lot out of this gym leader for literally potentially no reason. Like, I hope they are going to do more with these gym leaders than you show up and battle them and then you never see them again. Other than them going into Masters. But I have a strong suspicion you're just going to go there, battle them, and they'll have their little task, and then you'll be like, cool, I'm out, and I will never hear from you again. It could be like Kalos, where they had the 3D news announcer that everybody ignored constantly. Um, yeah. Do we think that the Magnemite on her head are Paldean Magnemite? You just think no. we just think they're different colored. They're just different colored. They're well, she said they're not. Head. They're not magnemites. Right. They're, they're just, just they're her barrettes. Yeah, they're but they can be based off there. the real things. They are. They're just painted colors. <laughs> it's like saying, "I had a drawing of my cat. I had him change the colors, so now it is a completely different cat." No, it's the same cat. You just painted it differently. Okay. Magnemite hasn't had a new form yet. It's got three. It's all it needs. It's a bad Pokemon. You know, Diglett has had Alolan Diglett and, you know, Sand, Alolan Sandslash, Alolan Sand, Vulpix. It's possible. No, not needed. And Greg, you, you dislike Belly Bolt? I do not like Belly Bolt. Well, I, I thought you. Like I, okay, so you normally don't like Pokemon that are like Magnemite or Meltan, like the mechanical Correct. Pokemon. This, this is just a big frog. What's, what's the problem here? It's not a big frog. It is a big blob of nothing. It it is, as a friend of mine put it, grease lightning grimace, which made me laugh very hard. It's the only way that I've been <laughs> able to tolerate this thing. I do not like that its eyes on the side are fake and that its eyes in the middle are normal. It's got the weird Nick Jr. face face on it. It also is like, at this point, just call it Paldean Chansey because that's what it looks like. I don't think and I'm not a huge fan of Chansey. It looks like Chansey. Chansey. It, it kind of looks does. like a... A squishier palpitoad. Like, it doesn't really look like Chansey at all. It's the same shape as Chansey. It's got a big thing in its belly, middle of the belly, and it looks, looks like it's, le- it's an egg. It looks like Chansey. Instead of having the frills on the side, it's got eyeballs. It is weird Paldean Chansey, and I'm not a huge fan of Chansey either. I don't know. It, it's one of the things where like, people are like, oh, you'll like it better when you see it, and I watch the trailer, and I'm like, I like it worse. It is it's just not it is not a design that i care for it it just feels really amorphous and it's just too blah well to, i mean to say the the reason that it looks like chancy is because they did the let's draw an oval let's draw a <laughs> circle let's draw another circle okay done done I mean, I I think there's a lot of value in the simplicity of certain Pokemon designs, and there's a lot of value in the in, in the complexity of other Pokemon designs. There when is. I and when I, I saw this Pokemon, like <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody at the Pokemon company like discovered what Squishmallows were, and they were like, we need a Pokemon. Like that it, was like, my other joke that the Squishmallow partnership has gone too far. Uh, that did that did good numbers in Slack. Like there there there's no. It, I I would be shocked. If one, this Pokemon doesn't become a Squishmallow, we know that there are two Squishmallows coming. I would be shocked if this Pokemon doesn't have at least two different plushes that are not Squishmallow related. I would also be incredibly shocked if this Pokemon isn't one of those like stress balls that they put on Pokemon Center or the Japanese Pokemon Center where you like squeeze it and it's like eyes pop out or whatever. Like 
you know when they make a Pokemon like Lucario or like Zoroark and they're like, this is this is the marketing machine or like they make, uh, you know, they got a lot of reason. This has never been confirmed, but I feel like a lot of the reasons why starter Pokemon don't evolve in the anime is because it's easier to sell the base evolution plushes. So if a kid is constantly seeing like a like a uh, like a Mudkip, like Mudkip plushes just continue to sell better than you know no one's out there buying marsh marsh tom plushes or whatever but like i feel like this pokemon is like oh like we can make a lot of different squishmallow like things because that's hot right now that's not to say like that makes the pokemon bad i i think it's cute like i I like how squishy it is but like i don't i don't like love it I just think it's like, oh yeah, that's a cute Pokemon. Like, move on. Uh, I am curious if this is. Uh, it doesn't give me. I compared it to Dreadnought. It doesn't give me Dreadnought vibes where there's like a pre-evolution, but it also doesn't give me like Komala vibes where like it yeah. doesn't evolve at all. Like, I can't tell. Like, it, it really screams middle evolution to me. But I don't know. No, I, I think it's. Just, I don't know that it's going to evolve. I think it just is. Yeah, I think so, and especially because it has that unique ability, the new ability that they, I think they just kind of stuck it on this one as a solo. Oh, you think because it's unique, it's just never going to evolve? Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling like later games it will get its baby form and then its uh, the, its blissy form. Let's say, but I think <laughs> this is just a one and is this is a one and doneer for this game. I don't know, like, it, it, it's saying that it gets hit by any move um, Yeah, that it boosts, but only the next turn. So I, I would assume that, like, if you got hit by a move, your next turn, it, you're boosted. But if you were to, like, protect the turn after, it goes back to normal. I think that's what yeah, they're saying. I would, I would, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. I would say that that's true, yes. Not like you're boosted until the next time. And it says boosting the power of your next electric type move. Yeah. It seems like mm-hmm. very easy to counter, right? Like you you hit it, it's electric type boot move is boosted, they're about to use it, you just switch into like a ground Pokemon. Or protect. Or yeah, you protect, yeah. Yeah, it's not a particularly interesting mechanic. Like mm-hmm. since you know that it's going to be the next one. The question of course is if it's slow and you hit it, does it immediately boost? Like, is it the next turn or does the boost immediately apply? Mm, it does say next to turn. I think it does say you next getting turn. hit. It, there's no way it's fast, right? It's like you like see no. it move around in the game. Like, there's this yeah. probably has like a base speed of like 30 or something. Yeah, because it says boosting the power of the next electric type move mm, it uses. It doesn't say next turn. You're no, right. It says the next electric type move it uses. So, if it's slow, it gets hit, and you've selected Thunderbolt, I'm assuming it boosts that Thunderbolt. That turn. That turn. So, it it is at least somewhat dynamic in that way. So, it being slower is better. Right. And I think that's... So, if it was like a a base speed of 60, that's probably even worse for it. Yeah, I think it, I think it's I think it's slow and bulky but doesn't have a lot of power relying on the fact that you are its power is expected to be boosted once it get hit. Well, yeah, so you set up trick room and then you have it go out with Whimsicott and have Whimsicott slap it on the back and then it attacks. 
I I like Iono. I I think she's great. I think like all. I, I I think for the last several Pokemon games, they've really knocked gym leaders and characters out of the park. Um, Sword and Shield, uh, Legends, this game, Sun and Moon. They are getting the- better at making very memorable characters. I I still don't think they make them particularly memorable in game. Yeah, hundred percent. Like their design is great. Their designs are very. They're getting more creative and more modern with their design. Like they are more willing to make things feel like they're in a time period than they, I think they have been. And they're like, you know, fine, let's give a character gigantic boots that make no sense. Cool. Let's give this character hair that doesn't make any sense. Let's give this guy a thorn whip. Like let's, Let's do just some wild things. And I think it makes them memorable. My problem is, is like they don't become much of anything post game. Right. Yeah. Like, no, I agree. I mean, you look at it, you look at it. I think the character that comes to mind the most is Grant from X and Y, which is the second gym leader. He has an Amor- Amora and a Tyrant as his Pokemon, two brand new Pokemon, two fossil Pokemon, um, kind of a difficult fight. If, if, you don't have like a water Pokemon or you're just unsure of like what these Pokemon do, but like his personality is, is that they're a rock climber and that, that's cool. That's like new. That's like the first time I have, I have a bunch of carabiners and stuff. You know, we love a carabiner. Um, their gym is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a cool little like puzzle. Never see that, that character again, just done. Just there's, there's no, there's nothing before that. And there's nothing after that. You get to their town, you ride your bike up the little mountain, you go into their gym, you climb the little rock climbing puzzle, which is like a, a very cute puzzle. It's not, obviously not difficult, but I think that puzzle in itself is pretty memorable. Um, and then you fight them and then never again. Just see you later. Uh, like they put, it feels like they put so much work in. Like there, there must be like a character designer or something on the team. And they're like spending their heart and soul in these characters, and then they like give it over to like the game programmer, and they're like, "Well, you know, we're out of time, yeah, so we're out of time, so we get five minutes." I think that's why people connect with Black and White, though, because um, it felt like throughout that game, gym leaders were popping up again, and 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 kind of like stopping you, or or people were yeah. talking about gym leaders, and then there's that big scene at the end of Black and White where they all show up, and you're like, "Oh yeah, all of you exist." Well, they were part of the world, yes. I think her design is great. I think Belly Bolt. Th- is yeah, cool. like I've really liked the character designs this time around. But wow, I hate everything about her, and almost to the point of like, do I really want to buy this game? I hate this character so much. <laughs> it just makes me think of fan service, and it's just like gross to me. Um, I will say the one thing that annoyed me about the trailer is they gave her the Japanese voice acting style that I really don't like in animes either. It's, it's, it is every, they almost every anime has a character voice like this and I am so tired of it and I'm so over it. So when I'm like, I, I just want to read the subtitles and I did mute cause I'm like, I, I cannot listen to this voice acting style on another character anymore. I'm, I'm really tired of it. Yeah. I mean, whether or not this game has voice acting, I'm going to say no. Uh, no. But again, but uh, again, like 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 I said like uh, a month ago, 
I watched somebody play Xenoblade for the first time. And that game has, like, some voice acting, but what it does is it gives, like, the characters, like, little quips. And, like, hearing them, like, there's an item, there's an item, there's an item, there's an item, there's, like, over and over again. That is way worse than just, hey, hey, listen, over here, over here. Like, that, like, I would rather have no voice acting than, like, four lines of dialogue that are going to repeat for 2,000 hours. Like, I just, they, uh, I, I don't know. Um. I will say I'm excited for their eventual inclusion into Pokemon Masters, which is where I now care about characters going. <laughs> because they actually do something in that game unlike the regular main games, where it's like, yeah, this person exists, and they only exist in this one silo, and they never leave! I think it's done well in Masters, but that's not because you're playing Masters for six hours straight. Like, you're getting the little quips in, like, ten-minute play sessions like that's why i think it works there and i I do think the quips in masters are good like it did make me second guess and be like oh maybe i do actually want voice acting but then when you see a big open world game like xenoblade you're like i don't want it like that no (laughs) yeah it's it's tough voice acting is tough um and like i think voice i mean for as much as people hate cutscenes, i think voice acting works best in cutscenes, and because of game mechanics, it gets way too repetitive outside of cutscenes. And so, in general, I prefer voice acting to be limited to cutscenes. I mean, the, the, the big part of Sword and Shield is when you get to the musician gym leader. And they're singing into a microphone and there's just nothing. And even Roxy had a song. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so during that first trailer, I wanted to save that for last because I wanted to get through all the official stuff. There, there, there's a there's a point where, um, if you look at the mini map, it shows Pokemon on the mini map, and one of those Pokemon is Rookadee. I don't actually know if Rookadee has been confirmed up to this point, but now we know that Rookadee is in the game. Cool. I think a lot of people do like Rookadee and the Corviknight line a lot. Um, I, I do think they were pretty memorable birds from Sword and Shield. Uh, but there are also three new Pokemon on that map, um, which in the Japanese version of that trailer, that mini map did not have those Pokemon on it. In the English trailer, it did. I, we could we could spend another 30 minutes talking about whether the, <laughs> that is intentional or not. I, I mean, you see this in the tech world where like hmm. Apple has purposely leaked the new iPhone because that garnishes a lot of attention and people get super excited and whether or not that's true uh who knows so did somebody forget to cut those pokemon or is it intentional for one or the other to get like the japanese people to go over and watch the american trailer or to get american people to talk about it so then other people pick it up i don't know um like does it matter yeah like does it matter uh, who knows uh so there, there's like a little white mouse Pokemon. There's two of them. And if you were to really look carefully, their tails are slightly different. One tail is like up in the air while the other tail is down. So safe to ass- maybe assume that there's gender differences in this little white mouse. It kind of looks like a really or simple... Or it's wagging its tail and it's stuck in... in a minimap has motion. Yeah, I do want to remind everyone that there was a 24-hour Ponyta debut... <laughs> in Sword and Shield. <laughs> and one of the Ponytas that came running out was missing a tail. 
And everyone thought, oh, that must be the male ponytail. No, it, they just forgot to animate the tail. Like, it just. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot we can derive from tail position in a, in a still. Um, so on a mini map. So there, there's, there's two little m- mice. They're white. They look like very simple Minchinos. I'm not saying that is a bad thing. It's just not, we're on an audio podcast. I'm trying to paint a picture. Uh, and then they showed a green parrot. Uh, which looks like it has like a little afro or a mohawk or or a hat. I'm not sure. Um, and then the last Pokemon in there was like a mushroom slash salt thing slash truffle. Some people are maybe saying it's a truffle because of Lechonk and pigs Lechonk. eat truffles. Um, yeah. It kind of looks mean, like it, a house, as well, like a mushroom house. Well, it's got... It feels like it has a cinder block coming out of its head. So yeah, like there are... Three uh, breaking news: There are new Pokemon in the Pokemon game. Yeah. Uh, there are three Pokemon that we kind of know what they look like and kind of know what they might be, but we don't know anything about them. Yeah, so it looks so the mushroom looks like a cinder block, kind of. The bottom uh, eyes kind of look like a cinder block, and it looks like it got a cinder block sticking out of its head. And the tail difference that people are going on about is not that exaggerated. It's like one tail's up like, and one tail's down. What? No, it's like seats in an airline, upright, <laughs> leaning back. I mean, it's literally this much of a difference. It's upright and then slightly back, and it's got. And the parrot has like a pompadour. It kind of looks like Quaxley's pompadour, to be quite honest. It's mm. it's it's not a straight line. It's a big. It's a dollop on the front of its head, like a pompadour. Yeah, it's and like. It's so hard to even be like, I like these Pokemon because they're so tiny. <laughs> they're tiny and who knows? If anything, the more exciting part is like the Pokemon are showing up on the minimap. I think that's actually like the more. Yeah, that's, that is the cool part. Um, so like one, the game has a minimap, which Sword and Shield did not. Two, uh, if you're exploring the area for the first time and you see something on the minimap, you can know where to like turn to to like go to. Um, we're what? <sighs> Five, we're we're five weeks, four weeks from four weeks, I think the game. So I'm I'm I would expect that we would have, you know, one new Pokemon or maybe another gym leader or maybe a feature, you know, once a week. This is where you really want to advertise that. Still, a zero out of ten game. No, no, uh, Roselia. Mm-hmm. Big uh, mistake. Yeah, Big but like a, a lot of good Pokemon news. I you know I don't know if the sandwiches itself is convincing anyone to pre-order this game. Um, I, maybe the gym leader stuff was exciting or fancy enough for people to be like, yeah, this is this is something I want. I mean, I think we're at the point where they are done. Sort of, this is all hype, and now they're just trying to say, okay, so people, hey. Here's here's the things that are going to be happening in this game. Like, hi, you remember how curry worked? Well, it's now sandwiches. You remembered how this worked? So we're at the point where they are selling fans on what to expect to make fans more invested. I think we aren't in the uh, in the hey, we're going to get new people buying. Like the hype train is now moved into the. Let's get everybody on board and start answering questions so people can be prepared for the game they're about to play. I wonder if there's like another thing to the triacylizing thing that we haven't seen yet. 
Um, like yeah. how they, gosh, I don't actually remember if they did this. Maybe my memory is just wrong. But they could show Dynamax and be like, look at Pokemon get really big and they do attacks. But they, they could have hold off, held off, and I don't know if they did, Gigantamax. Where they're like, oh. I, th- I thought they showed El Cremi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if they did that at the same time. But I, again, I, w- I just wonder if like they showed us some terrestrializing things. Is there something where Farafarig terrestrializes tra- and something changes? Specifically, like, hey, these... For Rigiraff. For Rigiraff, sorry. These 20 Pokemon are kind of like Gigantamax in Sword and Shield. Um, I don't think that... I don't know if that, like, convinces anyone. I think people are pretty much like, yeah, Terrasalizing seems cool, or yeah, Terrasalizing seems bad. I mean, it was uh, the same with it was the same with yeah. Dynamax. Like, people made their opinions just, up pretty quickly before. I just don't like the hats. Um, and some people's opinions changed once they tried it. Uh, but I don't know. I will say my favorite part of this trailer was when they said any Pokemon can yeah. have any Terras Terra type, and they then they said Will Anderson was right. <laughs> yeah, that's listen so, to Will. They did say that. They did though. say that. That's a hundred percent true. But they also no, they didn't said say Will Anderson he, was right because that will that is a sentence that nobody should ever utter. Hmm. They also said the only way to get Pikachu with the flying terrestrial type is to download him the first. Mm, that is not what they said. They said the only way to get this Pikachu because it also knows a special move. Hmm. So it's a flying type Pikachu with that move okay let's see how they do that that's, a, that's what 18 types assuming there's 400 pokemon you know but don't worry you you can grind that as you grind for your oh, tms well, but you they're, they're taking they're taking rock type out of the game so oh perfect yeah good. good finally yeah, can we they, they realize out? they don't need rock and ground so rock the rock that but that that's not true by the way how does brock have a rocket ship I, we cannot spend any time uh, talking about that movie or Netflix special, whatever you want to call Netflix it. Netflix special. Real quick, we'll just do the, the Pokemon Go thing. I do think this is worth talking about. They introduced another new raid called Elite Raids. Um, the Elite Raids are supposed to replace EX Raids. Um, I guess I should probably explain what that is. Uh, back in the day, before the world shut down and before COVID was a thing, there was something called EX Raids, and they would appear at specific gyms. They started off appearing at sponsored gyms. I don't know if people remember this, but Pokemon Go had a sponsorship with Sprint, which no longer exists because they are now owned by T-Mobile. Um, but all the Sp- other way around. No, T-Mobile owns Sprint. No, Sprint bought T-Mobile, but it's still called T-Mobile. Irene, ha- yeah, yeah, because yeah. Irene's phone. I mean, T-Mobile and said T-Mobile was Sprint. more brand recognizable, but Sprint had the money to buy T-Mobile. Got it. Okay. So all the Sprint stores were EX gyms, part of the sponsorships. And then there were other gyms that just were EX available. And you could tell this when you clicked on a gym up in, like above it, the name of the gym where it would say like uh, somebody's gravestone. It would say like EX gym above it. And the concept was that EX gyms were really powerful gyms or raids that you had to be invited to. And not right off the bat, but pretty qu- quickly after they were released, if you were invited to an EX gym, you could invite somebody else to an EX gym. So I could be like, hey, Greg, I got an invite to this EX gym. Let me invite you. We'll both go there at 2 o'clock. And they were set times. And when they first did EX gyms, they started off with Mewtwo. 
Um, and then they moved on to, uh, I know Reggie Gigas was in them. I want to say like Deoxys was first introduced in them. I can't remember if, no, I don't think Darkrai was. There was a couple like EX Pokemon. Um, they weren't restricted to mythicals, but I, yeah, I am almost positive Deoxys was specifically in them first. Uh, so they would give you certain times. You would, you would do a raid at an EX gym that would qualify for you for an EX pass. A week later, it would be like, congrats, you got an EX pass at two o'clock on Saturday at this gym. Please be there. And then you show up and other people are there and then you do it and then you go, I did it. And then you go home and it was just like another raid. I personally liked it. And the reason I liked it is because I despised using Discord or Facebook to try to make fine groups or try to coordinate times. Um, And it was just great to get like a a ticket saying, hey, at two o'clock, be here, do it. You would show up. Other people would also be there. You know, somebody would be like the leader. They'd be like, let's wait 10 minutes and, you know, in case anyone's late. I don't wanna. And then if you were the one that was like 10 minutes late, like they already started and then there was zero people to do it with because everyone else completed it. There were problems with it. But that, that's the problem with all raids, right? Like that's not exclusive to EX. You know, if there's a group of people, they already started it. And no one wants to back out to let you in. You know, hopefully another group comes back. And there's always that one person's like, let's divide up by colors. Yeah. Make sure maximizing. And I'm like, I'm just going into it. And the the complaints to the EX raid system was like, I got an EX raid at, you know, two o'clock on Wednesday and I have a nine to five job. Or I got a EX raid on Christmas uh, for an indoor shop that's closed. And so is the building because it's Christmas. You know, every I I was invited to a lot of EX raids when EX raids were a thing uh, because there were a lot of EX raids in Milwaukee. And I just happened to raid at those things. And everyone I went to, whether it was 2 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whether it was Saturday, Wednesday, Tuesday, there was always enough people. As much as people were like, hey, I got work at 2 o'clock, there was always like three dudes in business suits rolling up to get their Mewtwo. Like, some people made time. Some people have the flexibility to make time. Some people don't. Like, would it have been better if, you know, you got an EX raid pass and it was like, hey, do you want the 11 o'clock or the 6 o'clock? Sure, but... The, f- the fact that this game even works is <laughs> is surprising in itself. <laughs> so the new thing, Elite Raids, uh, which started yesterday, uh, they're supposed to pop at a certain time. They say here 11, 2, or 5. And then in exactly 24 hours, that raid would start. And you don't need a special ticket to do it. Um, so the, the marketing thing I did, you know, Niantic did show this off to me and some other YouTubers a couple days early to, you know, get our thoughts and explain how it worked and, you know, to you know answer any questions the community had their thought process behind it was like, well, we wanted to spawn during community day. So when people are out doing community day, they could understand or figure out what it was and then make plans with the community the next day to come back and do it, which I think is fair because I think there is a lot of Pokemon Go players that as soon as they open the game, they get that notification of like news and they close it right away and they don't read it. There's a lot of Pokemon Go players that don't live on Twitter, don't read Twitter. There's a lot of Pokemon Go players that don't go to the Silk Road or whatever. Um, There are people who play this game that just don't live online and consume as much Pokemon Go news as possible. That doesn't mean they should be left out. So I think... I don't know this. Niantic's never said this, but I would wager to bet that Community Day is the day where most people open the app and play the game. 
I just think like out of any day of the month, this is when the most people play and interact with your game as the this community day. So to advertise a new feature and say like, hey, in 24 hours, this is going to start. I think it's really great. So the idea behind elite raids is it's supposed to be a very hard raid battle. They appear, they, they do 24 hours. Once it hatches, the raid boss will appear for 30 minutes. They said the raid boss this time was Hoopa Unbound. Which is a lot of people are missing Hoopa unless they paid that like seven unless they finished that research and then paid like seven ninety nine or whatever I don't know, um, and then uh, they said you know no remote raid passes we want people to be like hey in twenty four hours this is popping we'll all come back do it together we know exactly what time there's no confusion we don't need Discord for that uh, and then when you defeat and catch it something is supposed to happen for 15 minutes. And they told us a rare Pokemon would spawn, not for everyone, but it would be like a random... Gosh, how did they explain it? So you know when you defeat Lampet and then more more Litwicks spawn? It was like that. You defeat the Hoopa, and then for 15 minutes, something spawns around it. And they said rare spawns, and they said like a legendary... I think people were reporting that Articuno spawned. So you could then be like, oh, there's a wild Articuno... That's exciting and cool. Maybe I can catch it. But they said it didn't appear for everyone. That the the Pokemon that spawned were were completely random, and some people could get more lucky than others. But it was supposed to be a bunch of like really cool Pokemon. Articuno being like the coolest, and that was supposed to be. I think they didn't say this to me, but I think that I that I think it wasn't really about like rare Pokemon spawning. I think it was about. Pokemon interesting enough to spawn so you would stay after the raid to, like, mingle. Because there's, like, two sides to this. There's, like, the side where people are, like, no one does in-person raids anymore. My whole community is remote raids, right? And they're like, Niantic should do something so people do in-person raids. Or like, my community is dead now because of remote raids. What is Niantic going to do to fix this? And so Niantic's solutions, I think, are pretty good, in my opinion, of like, hey, after community day, if your community does a Lampant Litwick spawn and that encourages people to help out or stay after and like talk. And I think this is like, okay, well, you need to be in person. We're giving it 24 hours, so you don't need a Discord or anything. You can look at it and like meet there. And then we're giving you some cool bonuses afterwards so you don't go there, do a raid, and immediately walk away when it's done, which was a million percent my experience in EX raids. I showed up. I didn't talk to anyone. I did it. As soon as it was over, I was back in my car. I, I didn't talk to anyone the entire time. So I, I do want to give Niantic some credit that, like, they are trying the best they can to, like, help you do a community. But it's, like, still on your community to do that, right? Like, you, you can't just blame Niantic for not trying when they are trying to, like... Here are some cool spawns. Like, please stay a little bit longer. And hopefully if you stay, you like chit chat. Like, we're like, what else do you want us to do? (laughs) You want us to give you like $5 to stay like 30 minutes? Yes. Yes. I pay me for my time, please. So when they told me that like, oh, it's Hoopa, you know, we're going to have more. um, I really thought it was cool. Uh, Turns out that it broke yesterday. 
Uh, oh. And none of them actually spawned until like I think six. Because we were we Will and I got di- uh, dinner. Yeah, and, but at six o'clock we didn't see any. Yeah, so Mall America didn't have any. Even though Mall America has yeah. like three EX raids, they didn't have any. Um, but I did check Campfire, and there are EX raids happening in the area. Just Mall of America. That was weird to me that Mall of America didn't have any. I'm getting. Why is that weird? Like they haven't figured out how to do raids on Community Day yet. Yeah, that's true. the 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 complaint, I guess, is the the problem with EX raids, and I guess the the similar problem with Elite raids, where uh, it would introduce something called gym lockout. And what that is is when an Elite raid spawns. That means that Jim can't have any other raids for 24 hours. You can't have any Xerneas or Yvatal or 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 Morlul. Morlul can be in raids now if you wanted to do a one star Morlul. And I I personally I don't know if I find that a bad thing because my thought process is, you know, if if Xerneas is around for two weeks, you have plenty of opportunities. Even if you only have one Jim in your town to do Xerneas, right? Granted. You have other people to do that Xerneas with, or if you're relying on remote raid passes, you can invite other people to do it. And you can't control the spawns anyways in the gym. So even you might be like, well, I want to do Xerneas. Well, you're not guaranteed Xerneas. It could just be more a little over and over. Um, And if you're saying like, okay, this gym's going to be locked for 24 hours, you are getting a really cool Pokemon at the end of it. Like, I think Hoopa Unbound is is way cooler than like six non-shiny Xerneas. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, if you win the raid, yeah, yeah, you're if not you have guaranteed to win, to win the, raid. the raid. Um, and then you know you're supposed to get you know rare slash special spawns afterwards. Like I, I do think, like you can't have everything. Like, and if you have, if if you if if you have one gym in your town, well, that's that's its own problem in itself, right? Because. Pokemon Go is unfair, and if you live in cities, it's a better experience. I try, I try to put myself in my shoes of like, okay, if I if I live in a town with only one gym and it's really hard for me to travel, and would you not rather want the Hoopa guaranteed after twenty four hours, or would you just not like, would you would you not complain if you didn't get the Hoopa at all? Like, I feel like you would complain if like I have one gym and I didn't get the Hoopa, right? Like, you would want the Hoopa still, even though the gym is locked out for twenty four hours. Like having I mean, Hoopa I, I, is better I, I, than no I Hoopa. I don't want the Hoopa. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, you would want the Hoopa still. Maybe. Are people really complaining about the gym lockout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the number one complaint. I mean, the the complaint for the gym lockout for EX raids was like a little bit more sound because the gym would be locked out because of an EX raid. But then you wouldn't have a ticket to the EX raid. Right. That's that's the big difference, right? Right. Anybody can do the EX raid. Or anyone can the, do the elite raid. Not anyone could do the, the EX raid. The elite raid, yeah. yes. Yes. And you had to be invited to the other kind. So that that does make a big difference. Yeah, I I I think this is a better solution to what was I don't know if EX raids are coming back, but this seems like the replacement. I don't think they said that. I don't think they said that this is the replacement. For- <laughs> it is the replacement, but it is. So they said they said more of these will appear. Um, it broke, so they didn't specifically spawn. <laughs> um, I have seen people uh, talk about how they showed up and no one else showed up, and they tried to do it with five, and it wasn't enough, and it was really frustrating. 
I saw people say they did do it and the special spawns did not happen. I can tell you from talking to Niantic directly, they were well aware that things were broken and they told us to please be patient. They were working on it. They not a not a great first impression of a system purely because of everything I just listed. Like it sounds like something technical broke and campfire's not out yet, which would have been really nice if campfire was out for everyone to scan their area for where these are. I think when they showed it to me and they were like, what'd you think? And when I read everything, I was like, this actually sounds really awesome. I was excited for it yesterday. Then I was like, oh, this is all broken. And I, I don't think I'm doing one. <laughs> like, I guess maybe when they try it for the second time, we'll see if it's, they, they fix the problems, um, which is a bummer. You know, you, you know, we, we, at least, I don't think Niantic's a perfect company. We criticize Niant- Niantic a lot here. But it does suck that this sounded exciting and it just didn't work the way it should have. So that sucks. Like, I don't want to see Niantic fail. I want them to, like, make exciting things for the game where every player is like, yeah, this is great. This is exciting. Like, like I remember when they revamped Megas and they were like, we changed the whole Mega system. No one complained. Everyone was like, this is great. This is how it should have been. Lo- I use Megas every day now. Like, that's a huge W. And great for Niantic to figure that out. And I was hoping that this would be another huge W minus, like, again, you can't, this doesn't suddenly solve the problem that people who live in the middle of nowhere have always had with Pokemon Go. Um, but technical issues, it's an L. It's like, it's, it's, it's an L instead of a W, unfortunately. Pokemon Go players in small towns need to learn from the gays. If you want to yep. live your best life, move, move to, to the, the city. city. <laughs> Move, move, If there's any advice this show has ever given, it's that one right there. Yep. Move to the city, gays. Uh, Final bit of news is the Volcanion uh, Genesect Marshadow distribution. Are we not doing the Halloween 2020 part one? Mega Bandette's coming? We have not enough time this episode. Uh, All right. Hey, Mega Bandette's coming. It's starting... Thank you. October 20th. <laughs> Thank you, Greg, for the, the wisdom there. Uh, the Marshadow Genesect uh, Volcanion thing is coming to the United States and Canada and Australia. If you live in South America or Mexico, I, pff, uh, sorry, like the Pokemon company clearly forgets those places exist. Um, if you're in Canada, you're just going to go to GameStop. I made graphics of the dates and stuff like that. If you're in Australia, you're going to go to like Hi-Fi region or whatever the kangaroo stores you have down there. Uh, and if you live in the United States, GameStop will give you two of them. Target will give you Marshadow. I, I don't know, brand deals. I'm not 100%. Like, all of this is just money exchanging hands for marketing purposes and stuff. Uh, Mythical stands for marketing. If you're new to the show and you're unaware of why they do Mythical Pokemon, Mythical Pokemon are purely marketing Pokemon. That's, that's why they exist. They exist to... Uh, sell more copies of games or plushes or t-shirts or whatever. Um, Greg, uh, question of the week. Ask what you like, like what you ask. Now's the time for the question of the week. 
Uh, this is from Parker from our YouTube. If you would like to leave a question of the week, uh, youtube.com slash PKMNCST. Find the latest episode. Leave your question. We'll pick one. Uh, pretty easy one. Are you guys doing a mini series for Scarlet and Violet? Uh, I don't know if that's possible considering the three stories thing, but I was wondering what your ideals are. <laughs> well, we are hoping there's three actual stories. Uh, uh, well, Will usually doesn't do the miniseries because they play at their right. own pace. Also, I hate this game, so there you go. <laughs> uh, Greg and I usually do the miniseries, and I think we had a great time doing Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, and and Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and uh, I don't know. We had a great time doing Brilliant. I think Diamond, we had a Shining great Pearl. time talking about Brilliant Diamond. Shining. We did. Uh, and uh, uh, I mean, I think. I I would like to do it. I mean, again, I have that week off, but I think we need to have like a serious discussion about what what we're doing. Because if it's technically open world, are like we have to talk about like are we going to take side trips to do like one in each storyline and then a gym? Are like I don't know what that looks like since they are technically separate storylines. Yeah, I mean, we could structure it like we have always structured it is we're going to do 10 episodes. Eight of those episodes are one through eight gyms. Uh, one of those episodes is just before gym one. And then the last episode is the Elite Four. Uh, that That is a structure that we could do. But like, what do we include? Yeah, do like how much Team Star is there? How much sandwich making is there? How much Titan stuff is there? We know there's one Titan. We know there's like the, the cloth thing that existed. Like, is that part of the storyline? Do you have to? Is that is is cloth blocking an area that you can't get to that you need to do? Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I I think we did a pretty okay job with the Legends stuff. Um. But Legends is an incredibly tiny game compared to other Pokemon games. Like, I say it all the time. I will continue to say it. There are, like, seven battles in that entire game. And, like, three of them are against, like, Togepi and Pikachu. Like, there there are not a lot of battles. There's just a lot of catching. There were five um, nobles. And I think we did, like, three two-hour episodes covering our thoughts. And I think that was pretty good. Um, but again, that game wasn't open world. That game was, here are five areas. When you complete the, this area, this next one unlocks. When you complete this area, this next one unlocks. Like, there was a structure to that game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you could get lost in an area, but it wasn't like, I'm doing this huge side quest for Mr. Mime in area one. It was just, Mr. Mime was here. Do you want to catch him? Cool. Yeah. Uh I mean, the other thing I think we have to consider is if you can do, if you can truly do any gym in any order, we need to discuss what our order of gyms are going to be. Yeah, do, if, if, I'm assuming the grass gym is first. If we skip the grass gym. I mean, what's first? If they say it's open world, what, I mean, what does first mean? Like, I, we... There's a lot about what they are planning to do that we do not have structural anything for. Like, if it's truly the levels of the gym and the levels in the world change as you do each gym and you can go to any of them, then we need to sit down and discuss what gym are we... or Which means we kind of have to know what's in the game before we do this 
Yeah, like process. okay, so we we know there are three gym leaders. If if uh you know I do Grusha first, want well, can I do Grusha first? Is right. is is Grusha level seventeen or eighteen because I have no gym badges, or is Grusha level forty because I have three gym badges? If I do Grusha first and Greg does Iono first. Like, that seems weird, because I'd be like, oh, well, yeah. this is the Pokemon that Grusha had, and you'd be like, this is the Pokemon yeah. Iona had, and like, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, open world games are hard to do, so like, we will, I, I again, I want to do a series for it, but we would, we need, seriously need to sit down and know how the game works before we can decide how we're doing a series. And maybe we, maybe we put it out after we played the game all weekend and have a discussion once we know how the game works, right? Like we get it on Friday, we play the game and see what's really up. And then we talk about what we're recording schedules. You know, I I think, I I don't know. I think the thing guaranteed is we get the game on Friday. We put out an episode on Saturday of just first impressions. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's like, I think that's, that's easy. That's going to happen. And then we'll discuss what's going to happen after that. Uh, well, Pokemon of the week. Uh, so the last Pokemon of the week, I said it shares a type with Weezing, it shares a type with Berserker, and it was the first Pokemon introduced with that type combination that neither had a Mega Evolution nor was a Mythical, uh, and it has become recently become much easier to find thanks to tiles and air tags. So easy. Uh, I don't know what this one is. I don't remember writing it down. Tiles and air tags. We had this whole discussion, Greg. Dude, it's Palpatone. Oh, how? <laughs> uh, it's Paldea and Magnemite. No. What do What do you use tiles and air tags for? Finding things. It's finding Swana. what? Finding unknown luggage. Finding no. my phone. No. Finding your Rotom. Keys. You put them on your key. Oh, that's right. Oh, I that's did pretty clever. Clef key. Wait, are we still on Klefki? Yeah. Because I haven't Klef been key? around. I had that down. And, I'm like, and then I said, don't be an owl. And you're supposed to remember that that was <laughs> the episode with Al. I. That was three episodes ago. I thought there was one in between. I'm like, well, we no, did. No, I haven't been here. Look, I don't have memory. Klefki's cute. Klefki has no trivia besides it was designed by a person who designed Victini and Stunfisk. Quality really? design right there. A winning designer. I mean, two out does of three. Does Klefki have a shiny? Yes, it does. It's cute. Does Klefki have a shuffle? Yes, it does. It's also cute. Here's a, here's a question. Huh? Did Clefkey's only come into existence once doors with locks were created, or mm. were Clefkey's a different? Did they carry a different thing around? Clefkey mm. is the biggest miss that the Pokemon Company has made. What? And the reason why way? is because they could have. Taken the four keys and just randomized the order, or 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 had like five keys total and it was a randomized. Why do we have two point seven three billion Spindas? And Clefki, do you know how much? 
trauma and cleft having can't get can't spend get it trying to move into home is co- has caused and you want multiple keys we on have a like key? 72 el cremies we got like now eight fur frus we got like 20 could, vivians you have a potential have, to customize mm-hmm. a key ring and they're like not just the same four keys in the same four order they that you either had multicolor flabebe or Keys on a Klefki, and they went with the Flabebe flowers. I mean, the Flabebe, I like the multicolor Flabebe. Don't get me wrong there, but, like, I, I can't look at Klefki without getting mad about, like, not having different keys on it. All right. This <laughs> it makes me so angry I can't sleep at night. This week's, because you'd be shiny hunting every single one of those keys. This week's Pokemon, taken from the October issue of Pokemon Journal. As we settle into October, yarn crafting season is fully upon us. The world of yarn is full of confusion and mystery. Did you know? Angora wool comes from rabbits. Mohair wool comes from Angora goats. Cashmere comes from goats, not sheep. Yarn produced in Kalos, which is only taken when the creature is fully grown, is considered a plant-based fiber, more similar to bamboo and cotton than wool. Kirby. Kirby, <laughs> yes, Kirby. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it to the end. Uh, I will be streaming on Twitch this week. I am back from not traveling. Uh, there's one point I'm getting my COVID booster. I'll also get your COVID boosters. Uh, so there- Look, I'm, I've been boosted five <laughs> times boosted. now. Uh, so uh, there might be a day where I'm like suddenly not streaming. It's probably because I got my booster and I'll be very tired. I think there are some exciting things coming this week. Uh, I can't specifically say because of embargo purposes, but uh, keep your eyes out for maybe uh, a Friday or, or, or so. Uh, who knows? I don't know. You know, things change, embargoes change, uh, times change. The amount of things that Niantic has told me and then last minute was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh-uh. They're pretty good at doing that. It's not Niantic related, though, I promise. Um, and uh, I, I think the next, I, I think this episode uh, was a lot. I hope you enjoyed two hours of Scarlet Violet stuff. I think next episode's just as exciting because uh, we have something in the works. Uh, and then I think we have a guest person for the following episode, which is also exciting because we haven't had a guest on the show in quite a while. Um, uh, really gearing up uh, as we get closer and closer to Scarlet and Violet. Um, but if uh, if you want to find us on stuff, YouTube.com slash PKMNCST. If you're watching right now, like, subscribe, leave a comment for your question of the week. Uh, or uh, let us know which, you know, if you like Farafagrig. Oh, Griffograph Ridge, like the thing that you put your food in for Ridge Araf. Uh or Belly Bolt, uh, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, PKMNCST. If there was any ads during the show, I'm going to guess that the promo code was also PKMNCST. Um, but anyways, uh, Greg is at White Wing on Twitter. Uh, Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. Uh, very, very excited for Scarlet and Violet minus the TM machine. Everything else, exciting. TM machine, no. What if the TM machine gave hot dogs? Back in. What if the TM machine turned your sandwiches into hot dogs? Into so then hot you, dogs. now you were making hot dogs instead of sandwiches. Definitely back in. Are hot dogs tacos?
Um, you know, according to the state of New York, a hot dog is... We don't care about New York. classified now, as a sandwich. All you're making me think is, I think Steve stole my fries last night. What? Yeah. No, I ordered Rude. a large fry. I think mine was supposed to come with fries. That's possible. But I did order a large fry. Uh, anyways, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or I think Spotify, uh, you can leave a five-star review. Do that. Um, I believe the Spotify review system is actually working now. <laughs> it's debatable. <laughs> mm. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment below. <laughs> you can't do that. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super. I don't know if I like this Pokemon game yet, friendos. Correct. Agree. This podcast is made possible because of our patrons. A huge shout out to our producers on Patreon, starting with Stephen, Sean, Matthew, Kay, Jessica, Brian, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, Carlos. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady you too would like your name read at the end of the episode or you just want to support to get ad-free episodes or bonus episodes you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t that is patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t thank you all for your support and we will see you all next week